Hi, this is Rachel Curtis, singer-songwriter from Lansing, Michigan, and you're listening to the Fresh Coast Podcast. Check out my new single called I Don't Like It, now available on all streaming and download platforms. Follow at Rachel Curtis Music on all social platforms to keep updated on new shows and releases. That's Rachel Curtis, and as she mentioned, you're listening to the Fresh Coast Podcast. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of the Cultural Advocacy Network of Michigan, the Michigan Council for Arts and Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. My name is Josh Holliday, your host and the founder and editor of Fresh Coast Perspective. We're bringing you the latest stories and headlines for arts and culture here in the Fresh Coast State, our beautiful home in Michigan. Today is our first podcast, and we are so glad you're listening. For this first episode, I was thrilled to speak with Mary Munsell Jennings, director at the Rose Center for Performing Arts, located in Houghton, Michigan. Mary is an arts presenter and rural arts advocate. Through her work at the Rose Center for the Performing Arts at Michigan Tech University, she has earned a reputation for community-centered collaborations and finding creative ways to engage rural audiences with the performing arts. She's an Association for Performing Arts Professionals Leadership Fellow, a founding member of the Upper Peninsula Arts and Cultural Alliance and vice president for the Michigan Presenters Network. Let's dive right in. Mary, thank you so much for joining us today. So you're the director of the Rose Center for the Performing Arts, um, newly uh, promoted to that position, so congratulations. And I know that you and I can relate on the many challenges we've faced in the performing arts industry this past year. And I think we're all feeling that there is a glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. So for you, what is on the horizon um, at the Rosé Center for you and your team and as you're preparing for audiences to return to the seats? Hi, Josh. Thank you so, so much for having me. Yes, um, it's been uh, a wild ride to, to be concise <laughs> about what this past year has been. Um, you know, for us up here at the Rosé Center for um, venues and artists in the state of Michigan. And um, I'm, I'm so thankful that uh, within our state, we have a really strong network of folks who are willing and able to work together and to communicate. Um, and that's been so helpful for, for, for us um, here at the Rosé um, to, to look to the future. Um, and so, you know, uh, our team has been working all year on um, transforming, you know, in-person events to digital events. We're really excited to uh, look at a 2021-22 season um, that is bringing audiences back into our venue. We're planning to be in person. Um, we also have some digital projects that will continue into the future. Um, projects that were kind of band-aid solutions to COVID problems that we realized, hey, maybe there's something um, there's something here with uh, online and digital productions and um, what that means for our ability to reach a broader audience across the UP that would, for very many reasons, um, be unable to get to our venue, um, whether it's, you know, uh, winter snowstorms or just it's a couple hours um, from folks in different corners of the UP to get all the way up here to us. So um, we're looking at a season, like I said, that will be um, in person for the most part, but with some continued digital offerings. Um, but what's really on the horizon that I'm excited about uh, is this um, app that the Rose Center is launching um, just in a couple weeks. It's called Listen. It's a uh, location-aware music app. 
and it's uh, and so in if you if you can imagine opening up an app on your phone um, you have to be physically at a on location at a trail that we've picked um, here locally in Houghton to access music that's been composed specifically for that area. So you open up the app, you're standing on the trail, and as you walk along the trail, the music unfolds around you um, because all of the music has been mapped, um, you know, geotagged along the trail. And so we worked with um, two local composers uh, to map out two different trails uh, here locally, a, a waterfront trail right through our downtown area, and then um, some mine grounds that are kind of iconic to our to our region um, that will have these compositions available to um, our local community and to, to visiting tourists all summer long. That's amazing, Mary, and and I love that uh, you're you're talking about and we're talking about today accessibility for arts, culture, and creativity, and how you're taking um, your facility outside onto these trails to connect. Um, both the music and the composers that you guys might often work with to um, people that are just um, passing by and maybe some accessibility from just downloading it right there on their phones. You know, um, I was really glad when you originally had reached out to me um, because I was looking from Fresh Coast perspective to expand and really cover every corner of the state. And when you reached out and we had such an incredible initial conversation, you're such an inspiring, um, passionate person um, and, and one that loves to connect with other colleagues around them. Um, and that really, that really uh, resonated with me and what some of our initiatives and what our goals are with Fresh Coast Perspective to tell the stories of artists, creatives, librarians, historians, and so much more to, um, to expose the creative opportunities that they're creating right here at home. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to dig into today. And I think that you touched on it a little bit with the virtual programming that you guys and, and many organizations um, around the globe um, have had to dive into. So where do you see that these virtual programmings, uh, virtual events are gonna be helpful for us to um, make art uh, more accessible to communities? You know, you touched on it in the Upper Peninsula, you know, how, where do you see that going for you guys and how will that be an integral part of your programming moving forward? Mm. It's a really interesting uh, way to, to phrase that because I think two things are happening in our industry and, and within our region in the UP at the same time. Um, and the first and, and one that I think really needs to be amplified is uh, everyone is ready for live music to be back. And so um, we're not looking at digital production um, in the ways that we were at the beginning of the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, digital performances were um, a great offering within those first couple months when everything was getting shut down in 2020. Um, but I think so many of us, especially um, small and mid-sized venues and presenters, like if you don't have those big national numbers um, or international, um, you know, orchestras and and venues with massive budgets to do these really um, outstanding, large, full-length productions. Um, you know, people just want to be there in person. Audiences want to be there for your productions in person. Um, and so how we've started thinking about our digital programming, uh, it's, it's an extension of our outreach and our engagement initiatives. And it's still really quality content, but, but we're not looking at recreating full length productions for digital consumption going forward. Um, and, I, and I think that 
I feel I feel like that's a shared sentiment um, by lots of venues and and producing organizations. Um, now there are ways that people have um, created digital productions that don't just feel like you're watching a show performed on stage, but through a screen that they're different and immersive and um, intimate and they they produce new opportunities for audiences and actors to connect. And I'm really excited to see where those projects develop in the future. Um, but I don't think we're gonna see lots of recreation of stage productions just with a screen between the actors and the audience instead of a stage. Um, so for us at the Rosé Center, uh, we are um, continuing to produce a, a digital arts education series called Smart Art Bites, um, geared for uh, students that are in like that K K five range, um, where we're we're working with um, local and national and international artists uh, to produce three minutes of. Uh, really digestible arts education content um, that can be shared just straight through our YouTube channel. Um, it, it can be a resource for arts educators in our region. Um, and the UP is um, kind of chronically under-resourced when it comes to um, arts and culture educators and instructors in, in our school systems. Um, and so if, if this Smart Art Bites offering can um, supplement just a little bit of that exposure that um, might be missing if uh, a kid goes uh, a whole semester having just a substitute in their art classes or they don't have a librarian in a school for a year or for a few months. Um, you know, hopefully we can use Smart Art Bites to access schools throughout the UP, not just the schools that are within driving distance to us here in Houghton, which is not many, you know, everything is kind of far away from each other um, in the UP and far away and through lots of like heavily wooded areas. So it's not easy just to hop between towns necessarily. Um, and so I really see that as the future of um, digital uh, arts, um, at, you know, as a way to enhance accessibility to um, national, international, and, and then the really talented local folks that we have here um, in the UP or wherever your local community is. You know, Mary, I think we both can relate in that we're all very excited to return to in-person programming. And I think for me, one of the silver linings that um, maybe came out of this pandemic is that we instilled that um, in-person gathering and performance experiences are so important for um, our everyday lives and for us to feel mm -hmm. fulfilled and connected and that we can express ourselves and see the expression of creatives around us, that it's, that it really is so important. So um, I appreciate you sharing that. And, um, you know, I know that at the Rosé Center, you guys know that the connection with other um, creative industries and creative entities around you is pretty important. And you're involved um, with some efforts to unify the creative communities north of the Mackinac Bridge. So tell us a little bit more about the work that you're doing there. So uh, yeah, the Upper Peninsula Arts and Culture Alliance is a, a group of individuals um, that started gathering over the over the, the fall months of 2016, kind of coming together in an official way early in 2017 um, to discuss ways to um, make the arts and culture 
sector of the UP more, more visible, more um, valued, maybe from a legislative, even local legislation um, perspective, and, and more sustainable? Um, how can we start to create a, a better sense of what um, the arts and culture industry is in the UP, um, especially within our state? You know, I think um, that folks often think of the UP as a place for outdoor recreation, obviously, like it's, it's this beautiful, um, uh, huge piece of Michigan landmass that is forested and we have amazing coast and um, who, who wouldn't want to get up here and hike and explore. And, and there are a lot of um, artists and organizations and individuals really trying to and uh, successfully doing um, incredible arts works um, and cultural work. And, and so how can we, the, the UP Arts and Culture Alliance um, came out of kind of a desire to unify artists, um, also to, to share potential resources um, and, and to enhance that uh, statewide and region-wide reputation for what, um, what it looks like to be uh, involved in the arts and culture sector up here. Yeah, and and Mary, you touched on it a little bit, but what are some of the the challenges and opportunities that you see? I know we've talked about, um, you know, that the UP might be viewed as primarily more of a uh, outdoor recreational area, but it really has some incredible cultural hubs of artists and creatives that are working in in that in those areas of the state. But what are some of the challenges and opportunities that you guys are um, you're facing and you're um, hoping to tackle first? So I, I should preface all this by saying I am not a youper. Um, I don't have a youper card and you don't get one if you're not born up here. So my children are youpers, but I'm not a youper. So I've done a lot of learning um, to, of what it means to be living in the UP, what it means to be a youper. Um, and, uh, and it's just been a, a wealth of um, knowledge of, how unique this area really is. And, and one thread that is a strength and also a challenge, um, it's a strength in terms of uh, individual strengths and community strengths, but a, a challenge when it comes to maybe creating some um, cross community connection um, is the individualism that is uh, prevalent in many corners of the Upper Peninsula. Um, because we're so isolated from other communities, um, there's a do-it-yourself mentality up here that is so admiring, and I've seen amazing feats come from um, that sense of like, well, we can just, we can do this within our own house, we can do this within our own community, um, but then if we're, if we're talking about uh, finding ways to, um, as the UP Arts and Culture Alliance, tell stories that feel maybe more universal to a UP experience and not just um, a Munising experience or a Houghton experience. Um, just getting folks to, to, to work together and openly in that way, it's new. It's not, a, it's not impossible, certainly, but um, thank you for the internet for making more of that possible. Um, and, and, that's, uh, and so that's a challenge that we have. Um, but there are, uh, since the, since the UP Arts and Culture Alliance started gathering individuals, our goal has always been to have a, represent, uh, a representative from each of the, the counties in the UP. And we're, every year we're, we're almost there. Um, and uh, 
what for me personally, and I think for many in our group, we share the sentiment that we're just so thankful. We know so much more of what is going on in our our neighboring communities or either, even communities on the other side of the UP. You know, for example, um, in Marquette, Michigan, there's the Wolf's Head Theater Company and UP Shakespeare Festival that uh, this coming summer, they are doing some kind of immersive theater experiences instead of traditional shows. Um, they just had uh, kind of a, a, May, a May Day experience over the weekend um, where there were some beautiful costumes and party atmosphere. I think they called it an outdoor surreal experience. Um, and, and certainly not your typical community theater. This is a theater company doing some incredible work. So they're gonna do another um, midsummer immersive theater experience um, in Marquette uh, it, on Mackinac Island. Um, I know that they have lots of plans to do music, you know, on the lawn um, of the Stonecliff Manor overlooking the Mackinac Bridge, a UP or a um, Shakespeare Festival. They've got lots of stuff going on outside all summer. Um, in Munising, they are um, in the middle of a big uh, placemaking project where they've been adding murals throughout the downtown Munising area. Um, they've put up eight already. They have three new ones um, in the works for this summer. And so there are these things happening across the UP um, that it's, it, it, it's interesting as a, as a resident, it makes me want to go visit other communities in the UP to see what they're doing. Um, and it's, it's just this great reminder that there is so much going on and it's, uh, and so yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. That's just, it's, um, it's a vibrant and alive arts and culture, uh, you know, industry up here in the UP. And if you're not in these communities, it's just, it, because it's UP, it's that much harder to find out about it. So what we're trying to do through the um, Arts and Culture Alliance is, is um, be the be the vehicle maybe for telling some of these stories to a larger audience. Mary, I so appreciate you being such an incredible advocate for these really awesome opportunities that are in the Upper Peninsula and, um, and, and joining us today. Now, when I end all of these podcasts, I'm hoping to um, ask each one of our special guests to share something that is fresh and exciting, maybe happening anywhere in the state of Michigan that people should check out. I know you just gave us a few, but I'm going to hope that I can pull one more thing out of you to share um, that you think people should check out here in the Fresh Coast State. Oh, geez, that's really putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, well, I do think that folks should come up to Houghton and, and check out the app that we're launching this summer. Um, you know, the blend of technology and art and nature is um, unique. And this is the beginning of what will hopefully be a multi-year project. Um, we have plans to add on to the trail in the fall. We have plans to add, add an ad additional trail next summer. Um, and it's just, it's something we've never done before. Josh, I'm doing, I'm learning so much uh, this year. Um, and there are often emails that I'm on when we're talking about the technology behind the app where I just, I need a translator. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's not that's not stopping us from from pursuing this project. And I think uh, I, I'm just I'm excited that it's an opportunity to bring um, you know what we do here inside the building of the Rose Center out into the community, and that so folks can have access to this arts experience literally whenever. It's not event it's not event space. You don't have to be 
anywhere at a certain day or a certain time. You just get on your phone and you access, um, you know, really like homegrown arts. These are two composers uh, who live right here in the Keweenaw um, doing extraordinary work. So that's certainly something. Um, and, and it's not necessarily, I'll answer your question in two parts. It's not necessarily an event, but something that I'm really excited about. Um, it, that is the shift in our statewide and our, and our national conversation um, about the role of arts and culture um, in our society and, and specifically the shift so that, that now we can start to talk about the arts work as work. Um, for those of us in the industry, maybe that doesn't feel new, but I think for a lot of folks, um, because of the pandemic, and this is like the language that has been being used, we now can start to use that language to advocate for ourselves, that this work is work. Um, we have data that shows our economic imprint um, that we've had before, but now I think we're in a place as an industry where we're positioned for people to maybe hear and receive that information in a different way, um, because we have all been without um, access to the live arts for 14, 15 months. Um, and people want it. And so that's something that feels really exciting. It feels like an opportunity for me that we can use this language that we've now been using to advocate, you know, within the state of Michigan and, and nationally arts work is work. Um, and, uh, and, and see what that can get us in terms of um, support and, and recognition for all the work that we do uh, to support the economy, whether it's local or state or national. Um, so that, that, feels, that feels like a real opportunity that we have right now. You know, Mary, I appreciate you mentioning that. I think that's so important because um, the economic impact of those that are employed and are supported through these cultural entities in the state, the tourism of it too, the, it's, it's massive here in the state of Michigan. And our friends and partners over at the Michigan Council for Arts and Cultural Affairs um, have worked um, nationally with folks like Americans for the Arts to do these studies to then establish these numbers, which we can use. And we'll be sure to throw those up on our website at freshcoastperspective.com. But Mary, if people are looking to get more information about the app that they can download or Rose Center for the Performing Arts, where should they go and how can they find you? They can go to www.mtu.edu slash rosé, R-O-Z-S-A, mtu.edu slash rosé. And it, all that information will be up on our website about um, how to download the app, where the trails are, and all the um, in-person, exciting in-person <laughs> events that we have coming up in 2122. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mary. And we'll look forward to seeing you up in the Upper Peninsula very soon. Thanks so much, Josh.
Shoot.